Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Got this episode coming at you a little sooner because Brian Fair, the front man of Shadows Fall, will be in the house from Milwaukee Metal Fest this weekend. May 25th through the 28th at the Rave in Milwaukee. The Rave Eagles, baby. Go to therave.com slash metalfest to get your tickets. We hope to see you there. But if you're not coming, that's okay too. You can check out motorstore.net and you'll see what's whatever's left over from the fest. We'll try to get up next week. But yeah, we wanted to get this out earlier. Uh, we, we're backed up on episodes, but you can hear everything sooner if you subscribe at Gas Digital. But if you're watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, hit the bell, leave a comment. If you're on, If you're listening on iTunes, Leave us a five-star review because all this uh, all this metal music that's rising to the top right now, that's coming back to the top right now, we need your support. And we're going to have a ton of podcasts coming out very soon. And we want to make sure we're in the algorithms, uh, good graces. So today is Brian Fair, the one and only uh, dreadlocked maniac. The hippie, he, he's a hippie. We love him. We Him and, uh, him and Randy should have a dread off. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday, Battle yeah. of the Dreads at yeah. Milwaukee Metal Fest. And this and this was a fun chat. Really appreciate Brian coming on. Can't wait to see them and can't wait to see everybody this weekend. If you would support our sponsors like Mango, go to Mango RX for those metal boners. Oh yeah. Those never, heavy metal boners. You never know when you need to be extra hard, you know? Yeah, what if a chick at Milwaukee Metal Fest is like, "Damn, this dude's got a thing about him and we need to get it on right now you, you what are you gonna do baking in the sun all day you haven't drank <laughs> any water you're ready to pass out i'm not speaking from experience or anything just like luckily, you know you got to be ready to go luckily it's indoors you know you find a little nook find oh, a little yeah. nook for the nookie and get wow. in there mango rx promo code gas 15 for 15 percent off your order also thank you to indiemerchstore.com our biggest sponsor of the weekend our biggest vendor of the weekend go to indiemerchstore.com dude you see the new indiemerchstore.com the front wait till you it out see right now. they got not only so many of the bands that are playing the festival like they got new arrivals from uh from anthrax um they got restocks from like carnifex cryptopsy but then you go to the pre-order section you could pre-order that uh cattle decapitation terasite vinyl there's still some copies left of the one color i don't even know how you say it and then you could also get like to the grave blood splatter special edition 12 inch of uh that album director's cuts which is great thyroid is murder godlike 12 inch you missed out on the godlike 12 inch uh one of the pre-orders is already sold out. One of the colors. But go to IndieMerchStore.com, use the promo code JOSTA10, and then come this weekend. Get your tickets at therave.com slash MetalFest. And, uh, and yeah, come to the IndieMerchStore.com booth and go to the Indie Merch Store stage and see a bunch of your favorite bands. Also, speaking of favorite bands, my new favorite band, Frozen Soul. Got to thank our today, uh, today's sponsor, CenturyMedia.store. That's where you can get the new Frozen Soul. Go to CenturyMedia.store. You'll see the limited edition vinyl. While you're there, pick up the most recent Suicide Silence, Lorna Shore. Also, Jesus Peace on Earth. No promo code needed. Just go to centralmedia.store and you'll see the records and the merch that you want. Also, gotta thank the one, the only, monarchheavy.com. The label puts out... I mean, if you got Ace from Kiss, formerly of Kiss on your label, you're doing something right. I love it. Zach Wild, dude. Dude, you got Zach Wild. Got Kirk, yeah. the Rift Beast, Winstein, and Crowbar. 
Go to Monarch Heavy, pre-order the new Creeping Death, pre-order the new Somnuri. Use the code 666, just the code, that's it, 666. Texas Hippie Coalition? They got, yo, shout out to Texas, Texas Hippie Hell Coalition. Yeah. They, they were stoked we mentioned them. Big shout out. Dude, I saw them play, I think it was Rocklahoma. They blew it up. Listen, monarchheavy.com, promo code 666. Support our Metal Fest sponsor and Jossa Show sponsor because uh, they're just killing it right now. Also, thank you to Metal Blade Records, the whole team at Metal Blade. Can't wait to see you guys this weekend at uh, at Milwaukee Metal Fest. And I'm loving this new Death Ray Vision album. Go to metalblade.com slash deathrayvision. Get your copy. Pre-order it now. It's coming out June 30th. It's got members of Killswitch Engage, Overcast. They got a new singer, Keith. I think Keith was in Wrecking Crew, if it's the same Keith. Um, the band sounds great. New singer sounds great. Death Rave, uh, metalblade.com slash death rave vision and martyrstore.net for your VIP upgrades, your crowbar merch, your Josta merch, your Milwaukee Metal Fest merch, and whatever we have left over, we will put up next week. If you're listening to this on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, go to uh, martyrstore.net over the weekend. You can use the code Paul10 if you want to get meet and greet upgrades uh, this week, but the code is going to expire, I think, Friday. Martyrstore.net, promo code Paul10. Ten. All right, everybody. We got Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Enjoy the show. My friend, the lead singer of Hate Breed, the infamous and notorious Jamie Jasta is in the building. That's what's up. Jamie Jasta from the metal band Hate Breed. That guy's famous. Coffee, death metal, and push-ups. That's Jamie Jasta. Remember Jamie Jasta? You know him. He's podcast, but he's also he's a metal man. I would say you need that. That shit is hard. Awesome. We finally got Brian Fair back on the show. What is going on, my dreadlocks friend? You. And good to see you, my brother. I was going to say, my bearded friend, Jamie, over there, looking, <laughs> looking scruffy. I was going to say, smiling, scruffy Josta is my favorite of all Jostas. So. <laughs> I, I got I to gotta trim it down a little bit. We'll see. I actually did, I did go for a haircut and a beard trim last month. It was wild. My first haircut in years. I've, I've missed my last few haircut appointments, unfortunately, <laughs> for the last uh, two and a half decades, I guess. So, but what you've saved, yeah. you can, yeah, exactly. you know, you can, you can buy black metal t-shirts. With. Yeah, it's no shit. I can finally get all the the limited edition vinyl. I keep spending money I don't have on. <laughs> so. so let's go to the Patreon. Everybody was really stoked to have you back on. I mean, it's been years. It's been a while, man. Who we got in here? We got Jeremy Jordan, Jack Flanders, the pit commander, Mark Arment, uh, Kelly Shaning. What's going on? Chris Shea. What's up? Connor and Yel- and Yelkovic. Yeah. How, how was that for my pronunciation? That was, that's, it was better than I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody we missed, uh, we'll get a shout out on the next one. So shadows falls back on the attack. You guys played blue Ridge. Absolutely crushed it. What what else did you do? What what other shows uh, did you do? Well, we did a reunion. Sh- we did a reunion show at the Palladium. That was the first one back after like five, maybe six years, because yeah, the pandemic pushed it back a year. And then uh, we did uh, Blue Ridge, which was incredible, and then Furnace Fest, uh, which was amazing as well. It was really cool to do both of those festivals because you know Blue Ridge is a, as big as it gets. Rock Fest, you know, with all the bells and whistles, and then Furnace Fest was more of that like underground feeling fest. 
uh, more of a hardcore vibe. So we kind of got the best of both worlds with those two shows. And now we get to play the legendary Milwaukee Metal Fest. So, yes, yes. One of one of our uh, most anticipated acts for the Saturday. The Saturday is our best selling day right now. The Saturday lineup is insane. Dude. The, we're getting to play with Thrash Legends, although which. I mean, I guess I'm in a band technically now with the Thrash Legend because Johnny's double down in Anthrax and whatnot. His right hand is going to be sore as hell after that. That's a lot of down picking between the Shadows Fall set and the Anthrax set. So, <laughs> yeah, seriously, we we did an insurance call the other day, and I was like, "Hey, can we insure Johnny Rock and Roll's wrists?" Because <laughs> yeah, totally. He, he's going to need it. No, we're good. Well, we'll walk him through the crowd. We'll be like, "Move along, move along," yeah. and we'll have like we'll Put have the it thing like, on, like I was that movie in uh, uh, Zoolander with uh, David Duchovny's like you know, hand model, like saver, you know? <laughs> yeah. Have it in like glass with a totally. chain. <laughs> totally. Well, we're, we're really excited to have you. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. And you know, you know me, I'm a big Matt Bashand fan. I always feel like that dude should only be rocking. Only. I always like, that's all I want to see you do is rock, bro. Like, it was his birthday yesterday and he's still rocking. He's still rocking. So someone hopefully bought him, a, you know, many uh, a cheap beer he doesn't want any beer that you can't see through so don't get him anything nice <laughs> nothing with flavor but you know get him a cheap beer and he's a happy man but yeah man he's a riff machine and uh uh we're just stoked to be playing again man it's been fun uh it's kind of nice to do it with a little bit less pressure than before where we're just doing it mostly for fun and to get back in front of people and kind of you know just keep the keep the fire burning a little bit but without that pressure of being a you know, full-time touring band that where everyone else is pushing you to do different things. We're like, we're going to do whatever the hell we want nowadays. <laughs> it's great. No, that's awesome. But I would imagine there's definitely a demand for a new album. Like, have you, have you spoken to labels or do you still owe a record? <laughs> no, luckily we're free and clear. That's been nice. You know, we were luckily free and clear for a while. So even our last couple of records were done kind of on our own terms. Uh, but I will finally say there are riffs that are turning into skeletons that might become songs. Now, what happens with them, where they go, we'll see. But we're, we're definitely, once we started jamming, we were like, what's the point of doing this without writing new riffs, you know? And we had to make sure they were going to sound like Shadows Fall. We didn't want to, like, you know, come out of nowhere with something different uh, out of left field. But so far, uh, they're, they're coming together, man, and I'm stoked on what I'm hearing. So hopefully uh, that that'll continue. That'll continue on. But as far as dropping a whole record, who knows? I don't know. You know, these days it's different anyway. It should, we'll just drop like a few random singles, you know, and then see where it goes. But, uh, I'm excited that we're like, if that we're writing, that we're doing things and that then so far, what I've heard has been amazing. I can't wait, man. No, that's yeah. awesome. So that's, I, that's I feel a just like... a podcast exclusive. I haven't really committed, but we are, we are finally getting our shit together and getting some riffs together. So dude, I love that. And I'd, I'd like to put perseverance media in the, in the, put that in the pot pot. There, there you see, go. You know, throw, <laughs> hey, throw an offer we're, out there. We're free because, agents, man. So yeah, bring the offers, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, I feel like people are just now discovering like threads of life and retribution and fire from the sky and yep. I feel like it's it's almost like the the scene is like catching up to those records. You know, I was talking about this with uh, Mike Schlebaum of Darkest Hour, where he's like, "You guys sound more now like with like what's happening than you did when you were doing it." And we're like, "Yeah, you know." Uh, but I always thought we'd be between Overcast and Shadows Fall. I'm like, "Cool, we're gonna be in the band that influences other bands that then get huge." <laughs> so, so it's cool they can name drop us when they get famous. You know, so it's cool. But but hey, I mean I. I I really feel like if you came back, you're just one major banger away 
from being right there in the mix. Like if you were to say, you know, fuck it. Yeah. Let's do a month long tour or let's put our name in the hat to support one of these bigger tours, whether it's Queensryche or priest, or even on the heavier side of things, you know, put your name in the mm-hmm. hat for a, uh, for an event sevenfold tour or, or something like yeah, that. And, and we're not, we're not adverse to that it's, it takes a lot of logistics now with all the rest of my guys being in, you know, legendary thrash bands like anthrax and overkill and whatnot. <laughs> so, uh, but if we can do it, we would love to right now it's, you know, it's festivals have been, something we can pull off, but I would love to do uh short tours or even a month long tour or at least some like long weekends where we hit each coast or do like a new England and then a Midwest and then a, the West coast thing. But we'll see. We're, we're not saying no to anything. We're going to, we're going to listen. So we'll see if, if things make sense, we can make it work. And I mean, I've been, uh, I've been in dad mode, like just kind of working nine to five for a while. So like getting back on the pirate ship, pretty enticing at this point <laughs> <laughs> yes let him off let the pit bull off the chain yeah I, I don't know how much pit bull left in me but i'm down to on stage he's there i don't know about the rest but i'll probably be in bed 15 minutes after the let the feedback fades out you know <laughs> Oh, dude, that that social fatigue is is real. That shit kicks in real, especially when the what's little is left of your adrenaline wears off, like five minutes after you play. Totally, totally. So, I I was I wanted to tell you I was so mad. I was I Overkill was the first band we offered Milwaukee Metal Fest to, like literally the first one. And they said no, they have a festival in the UK. I was like, are you sure? What can we do? Right. And I was going to hit up Bittner like, hey, man, and I don't want to be a punisher. Yeah. But I was going to be like, hey, man, can you can you put the good word in or if anything changes, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, flash forward like a month after they turned the offer down, there was a festival in the UK called like Dominion or Domination or something. It was a different festival. Overkill wasn't on it, but I saw it got canceled. And then another festival got canceled. I forget where it was. And I started thinking ah, oh, shit, what if that festival that, because because this festival, Manor Fest, had Overkill, Dismember, Exhorter. They had a yep. bunch of the bands we really wanted for Metal Fest. I started thinking, well, if this one got canceled with My Dying Bride and all these other bands on it, what if that festival's in danger? But at that point, we were already done with our lineup and everybody's like, no, 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 you can't add anymore. Stop. You, you like, you gotta it. stop. Yeah, it's gotta stop somewhere. Because uh, me, I'm like, more is more. And they're more. like, no, 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 less is more. And I'm like, but you don't understand. We need overkill. We need exhorter. We need See, this member. They don't know that we grew up doing festivals that were at a VFW hall that started at 11 a.m. and went until four in the morning. So that's how we used to roll, you know? Yeah, no, they, they kept trying to tell me, like, please, please don't. Like, start it later, end it earlier, start it later, end it earlier. But so I gave up on the idea. And sure enough, the fucking Manor Fest got canceled. Yeah. And now Overkill's available. And I'm like, no. Yeah. That's crazy. But, but yeah. Well, that, and then Bittner could have doubled down, too. We could have had two guys doubling down. Yes. Uh-huh. So, 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 yeah. So, what, so I guess, where does this lead to? At least to the question, what do you do in a case of, in this case where now Bittner is available? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, do you, do, do you split the set or how do you work it? Yeah. I don't, you know, I uh, would have to figure that one out. Like luckily with this one, once he knew, you know, that we were going to be able to do this, he was even told them, he's like, Hey, you might have to find someone to fill in if there's something else. He's like, you know, shad shows are few and far between. So he really wanted to uh, make this work. So 
I'm gl- which I'm super glad. And I was just glad also when Anthrax was in the mix because I knew John could be available. You know, <laughs> so, so uh, oh, Bittner is playing with you. Oh, Bittner's playing with us. Oh yeah, yeah. He oh, told them from the beginning. Yeah, they were gonna get a, a fill-in guy, I think, for that one. So, yeah. So, because um, he was, you know, Bittner was just like, dude, I, I, I would love to go to the UK and do this, but I don't get this many opportunities, you know, to do Shadows Fall. And once John was available, he was like, told those dudes, he's like, I, I, I might have to miss that weekend. So yeah. So Bittner's playing. The, it's the full. We're not gonna do a show now if it's not Matt, John, Paul, Jason, and me. You know. Shit, we sound like the Beatles almost there, like you know, Paul. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, like you know, we're if we're gonna play now, it's gonna be the five of us and do it real. Because uh, you know, towards the end of our touring days, we were starting to get some fill-in guys to do this when John wasn't available or whatever. And I know a lot of metal bands do that. For us, it felt kind of weird, like it just was starting to, you know, we didn't want to show up with like two fifths of the real band and things like that. Um, after being the same core lineup for, you know, 20 years. So, uh, so yeah, when we are doing these festivals, it's going to be all or nothing, man. So, Oh dude, that's amazing. So I think, oh yeah. So are... you're going to get bit. Don't worry. Don't worry. He'll be around. He'll be around asking you for something. Bitsy. <laughs> Bitsy babies in the house. You'll get yes. a few Teddy tall impersonations. You'll get, you know, <laughs> yeah. you'll get it all. He's going to be like, bro, no pizza and Heineken. No, box. No pizza we, need, Heineken. we need real food. We need real pasta, real sauce. <laughs> so, so, all right, that's amazing news. All right, so um, let's go to the chat here. Jeremy Jordan says, can we also get a shout-out to Paul Romanko for always having killer bass lines and a sick tone? Yes. Dude, Paul is the secret sauce and underrated part of our recordings. His bass lines on the albums, which obviously is playing live too, but are more noticeable on the records, he came from that like more like melodic punk rock side of things you know like 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 rancid bass lines were more his wheelhouse so when he was playing over thrash he's like i I gotta do some runs man so i'm glad i'm glad he noticed because uh his tone's always killer but his bass lines are super unique always add a little nuance and melodic underlying tone to it and i think we're a big part of why we didn't always just sound like we were you know just thrashing away there was always a little something extra to it so for sure. And one of the first dudes who let me crash on his house back in the old <laughs> the 14 days that was That's always it. appreciated. Paul's an OG dude. Like not as many people realize how many classic bands that dude was in, in the Western mass hardcore scene back in the day. So for sure, for sure. The, with the Northeast, the whole Northeast scene would not be what it is without dudes like that. Yep, 100%, 100%. So, so yes, Jeremy, we definitely got to give Paul a shout out. And yep. he also wrote, what up, Ryan? Fire, fire from the sky. Honestly, such a banger. Save your soul in the wasteland. Go hard. Yeah, that makes me want to ask, like, what can we expect in the set without too many sp- spoilers? Because do you try to fly Randy in a day early? It's funny. We'd already <laughs> just talked about that. And uh, we, we were like, you know, we got least slip that one in the set list just in case he's there a day early. So, uh, but the set, it, you know, how it is these days doing a festival set list gets tough when you have so many albums to choose from. Uh, with this one though, with the lineup, we're also like, we're not playing any ballads at this one. Like we're, <laughs> we're coming out swinging. But we are going to have at least something, I think, from every record, uh, maybe not threads. I'd have to look again. But we tried to mix it up a decent amount, uh, play some older songs we haven't played in, in a, forever either. We didn't want to play the same sets we did at Blue Ridge and Furnace Fest or even at the headlining show. We wanted to bring in some songs we haven't played yet since we got back. So it's a pretty varied set list, but man, it comes heavy. We're going to drop the hammer. 
So that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Dude, I was trying so hard to get Danny Lilker to come. And I was like, dude, if because we're doing the 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 pre-party, which you you're all invited, the whole all the bands and crew, if you want to come in Thursday night, we're doing the pre-party. Um, but I thought, how freaking cool would that be if we had Lilker there and you guys do critical mass and he dude, jumps up and That would be killer, man. Dude, Lilker is the most metal human being to ever walk the earth. I love that dude. He the seriously best. is. He's, He's so the best. great. So great. I was, I was trying to get the dudes from Toxic Holocaust the 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 the, the last lineup the, or the two lineups ago. Nick and Charlie. I was like, I, tr I was trying to get them to do a band like with Wilker, and and I would I would be like, dude, call it Toxic Assault, and you do. <laughs> You do half nuclear, half nuclear. I got to be careful how I say nuclear. Yeah. That really nuclear. triggers. That yeah. Really <laughs> triggers people. The pronunciation, <laughs> please come hard. But, but I was like, you could, you could do, well, nuclear Holocaust would be a hard name too, but I either mean, they way. Both work. Yeah. They both work. I'm like, you do nuke the cross. You do, you do bitch. You do game over critical mass. Like, I'm like, that would be a hard set. And people would put you on festivals like right away. Oh, hell yeah. Just to see fucking both bands songs in one set. But anyways, if that's you could a, do that, that's a with, perfect mix. <laughs> if you could do that. Yeah. That'd with be any, with that was any a fun band. song to cover, man. But I was like, I'm not even pretending to sing like John Connolly. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing my own thing with it. Cause like that dude's voice is as unique as they come. And if I started singing though, like as high as he is while screaming like that, I would be done. I'd be all done. So I had to, I just had to drop it a little lower. But what band like could you join or two of you guys join with another two guys? Like, could you join darkest hour and have it be like, darkest falls or yeah, yeah or, <laughs> or like shadow or hour you know uh <laughs> shadow hour is kind of hard that would be a band that, that i'd have a blast doing in you know like I, for sure that would be fun for me like they were like such a, a brother band of ours i say unearth would be a good band but the names wouldn't work you know like like yeah. Shadows Shadows yeah yeah something like that but yeah see that would be amazing like more hybrid more hybrid bands should happen people are probably sick of me pitching hybrid bands but when i had <laughs> you're gonna do the uh, hybrid fest man where that's all it is dude is just all bands that are just like half and half doing either songs of another the other band in their style or half and half of each other's catalog you know yes. hybrid fest. put out records like i, I told kk yeah. downing when when kk was on the show i was like dude if you did a record with phil campbell and mickey d and ripper and called it motor priest <laughs> Yes. And, then, and then did a tour where you're playing like jugulator the priest hits the motorhead hits oh that'd be killer and that's yeah. the thing is those like mickey d could do both of those i mean he was in king diamond so he could do all the crazy stuff for the priest like you know like yeah like like painkiller and all that stuff he could do all that shit that would be crazy yeah no i like it amazing. i like this hybrid idea <laughs> well, we all need different income streams these days. So you got to diversify. <laughs> so why not have a few uh, hybrid bands on the side? Especially if it's bands where we can't see those people in those bands right there now. You go. Yeah. Right. Yep. And we miss them. Like I want to yep. see KK on stage. I want to see KK out oh, there shit. rocking. Yep. Yo, what's up, everybody? Quick interruption, letting you know today's episode is brought to you by Monarch Heavy, the label who's bringing you Crowbar, Black Label Society, Ace Fraley. Texas Hippie Coalition, Pop, Evil, Creeping Death. Did I already say them? Because I want them on uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest 2024. No, but BLS? 
bro. BLS. If Zach, I want to do Zach Sabbath after show Milwaukee Metal Fest, like the nighttime show where where you all the old people go to bed and then every all the freaks stay out late with Zach Sabbath. We could have Zach Sabbath play with Max Sabbath and just be like a McDonald's <laughs> mashup, dude. That's a great idea. Monarchheavy.com, promo code 666, the number of the beast, will get you 15% off your record. I suggest you pick up the new Somnuri album. They are playing at the Milwaukee Metal Fest pre-party with yours truly this Thursday, May 25th. Get down there early for Somnuri. Doors open at uh, 6 p.m., 5 p.m. if you're if you got a VIP upgrade from martyrstore.net. But yeah, go get the record. Monarchheavy.com. Promo code 666. Link is in the show notes. Big thank you to Monarch Heavy. Also, thank you to Century Media. CenturyMedia.store. Okay? Go to the site. Get the get the Suicide Silence. Get the Lorna Shore. Get the new Frozen Soul Glacial Domination. One of the best albums of the year so far. New Jesus pieces. Hard. Hard. CenturyMedia.store. No promo code needed. All right? Now back to the show. Um, let, let's talk about Shadows Falls first time at, at uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest. Yeah. Uh, well, the because... first first time I wasn't actually, it was when they played when Phil was still singing. They did one where they drove straight from Massachusetts to Milwaukee to just play that show. Mm-hmm. Probably at like two in the afternoon as well, you know, like <laughs> or something. So, that, and that's when we were, all of us were back then were insane with shit like that, doing drives like that. But the first time I got to do it was when we were on the King Diamond tour. And that was incredible. And the King got to do his full, like roll out the coffin, light it on fire, like stuff that night. And uh, I remember Catatonia played their first U.S. show at that one. Incredible day, man. Milwaukee's always, I remember when I was younger, seeing those lineups, just not believing they were real, that you could get that many metal bands in one place. So to like, you know, years later, be part of that, you know, and I think it was 99 when we did it with King Diamond. That was insane, man. Such a killer time. So, but I, I can't even imagine what the van was like. Cause I think Scott Lee rode out with them too. So you imagine all those dudes with Scott Lee in a van, just driving, you know, 20 hours to Milwaukee from Massachusetts, you know? Yeah. And that was the Genesis of new England metal fest. That's, yeah. that's what put the, the birdie in, in Scott Lee's ear. So without that, without shadows fall with Labonte and, and Scott all driving out there, there would be no, new, be England no new metal. That's fest. crazy. It's crazy. Well, I'm Which, glad they all got uh, that van and hacked it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well especially now with this year you know i've been i've been i've been poking the bear i've been poking the ogre and saying they bring it back bring it back so yeah, f- out there yeah fingers so, crossed yeah. fingers crossed yeah poke the oh. ogre you gotta poke the ogre <laughs> <laughs> so did you so what bands did you watch and did they give you like a laminate like do you remember any of that like going uh, stage yeah. to stage yeah, there was definitely, I think we were able to kind of wander around. You know how it was back then? It wasn't as like tight security wise or any of that stuff. It was a little more free flowing. I definitely, I remember watching Catatonia. That was incredible. Oh, I'm trying to remember who the hell else was on it. Um, that wasn't Opeth on that one, I don't think. I think the first time I saw them was when they came through Metal Fest in New England. You know, I'd have to look at the lineup. Uh, uh, that day was a bit of a blur. I, I was, I remember a friend of mine was supposed to bring a laptop for me that ended up getting like lost in transit and stuck with our, like, you know, with Andrew sample, our like radio guy from century media. So I spent <laughs> half my day chasing a laptop around to try and get, you know, find it. So that was oh, my wow. day at Milwaukee metal fest. So that um, must've been one of those old school, dude, like if you saw laptop. it was thick as shit that didn't do anything. I think we were just using it to keep a spreadsheet for merch or something like that on it. 
And yeah, my brother was working for IBM at the time. So he hooked me up with a laptop. And then when I got it, of course, he had loaded it with porn, you know, so. <laughs> so, yeah, OG what, laptop. What was it like touring with King Diamond? And did you did you talk with the king? What was the conversations with the king like? It, it was such a sick tour. It, and it was it was before. I mean, he's had a renaissance since where it's, you know, playing big shows in the U.S. This was a pretty small venue tour. Like we were doing some small rooms and the King and crew couldn't have been cooler. Like Andy LaRoque, he, uh, he drank with us once and he ended up in his like boxers, pouring a bottle of vodka on his head and was like the next day, like, okay, no, no more. I'm done. I'm done with that. Uh, the King, you know, he kept, he kind of kept to himself, but he would. And at first there was kind of the, like, don't bother the King before the show. It's got to clear the hallway type stuff. And then he realized, like, we weren't going to mess with him. Like, we were just chill. And he was like, fine, like, it's all good. And that was when our, you know, we had our old drummer, The Knife. And he came off stage one time, drenched in sweat, saw the king and went over and bummed a smoke off him while he's in full makeup, <laughs> like holding onto the crossbones, about to go on stage, you know, going into his back pocket to get the knife a cigarette. I was like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, but that, that tour was a blast, man. We had so much fun. And uh, for us, it was cool because we had that summer, we did a tour with Dismember and Christian and covering the death metal scene, then Glassjaw and then King Diamond. So we're like, dude, we covered all bases within like a three month span, you know? <laughs> yeah. You guys were road dogging it then. Oh, hard. Hell yeah. Yeah. But that tour was great, man. And, uh, the King Diamond's candelabra almost killed Matt on stage at the truck in Philly. They put it up on these PA stacks that literally had a sign, like do not put anything on. Cause it was like slanted. And of course, you know, ah, put the giant candelabras up there. And while we're playing, it just falls off and just lands on Matt. No way. <laughs> totally. Those so, big, heavy fucking so, like. Just, yeah, big wooden candelabra thing with the like, you know, Christmas light like candles in it. Just fucking fought, like lands on his <laughs> arm. Yeah, and you, you, we heard it while we're playing. We're just like, and his guitar is just like feeding back and shit. And we look over, he's just on the ground. And afterwards, you know, the king's just like, uh, are you okay? He's like, yeah. He's like, are you going to sue me? Because, I mean, I'd, I'd probably sue me. You know? And he's like, nah, man, I'm good. I'm good. It's all good. No broken bones. So, what would that candelabra check be like? What do you think? Like six yeah. grand, seven I grand? Know. I, you know, I, well, that was the thing. If if he would have been touring the way he is now, he, Matt probably would have hit him up for a little something. But then we're like, ah, it's all good. You know, we're here. Here we are playing these small clubs. It's fine. We'll let it go. <laughs> I can't believe there wasn't like a, a metal ambulance chaser in the audience. Like, yeah, hey, hey, Matt, Matt, here, take my car, take my car. Uh, Beasley, Willis, Will, Williams, yeah. and Associates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Matt finished. He got right up and just, you know, right back into the riff and kept going. So I was impressed. I think you got a case here, man. I think it's yeah. over. Uh, what, what kind of insurance? What kind of health insurance you got? Just oh, sending him to dude, all sorts of that was chiropractors so great. We, to, to make a blabbermouth headline, you know, by suing King Diamond over a fallen candelabra. It doesn't get much more metal. So, so he had the flaming coffin, and did he have yep. grandma and everything? Oh like, yeah, grandma was, was there. Yeah, Jody was out with him doing the grandma thing. You know, and it, it, the stage show varied based on venue. You know, like some days they could only bring in so much, which is scary. Where I was just randomly talking about this today, but we played the station in Rhode Island where the great white fire happened and he didn't bring in anything. He looked at that place and was like, Oh, no way. We're not doing any extra things, you know? And, wow. uh, which was crazy. Cause we looked at that. Yeah. There's low ceilings, all that shit. So yeah, you know, but also shows you that, you know, that was kind of where that tour was at playing those kind of venues. So, um, 
but then we played some big places like, you know, I think we played uh, the Agora in Cleveland or something. He was able to bring out the full, full thing and, you know, do that shit. So, yeah, totally. You know, uh, it was, but it, it was so much fun, man. That was such a killer tour. So I, I, I have many to, moons ago. I have to get him on the podcast. That's like my, my That's white the veil, That's the, the one that yeah. I can't get. I keep trying it. I, I, I can't get it done. But, yeah, and he, you know he would do it in full character, just be like, well, I'm not sure that is pertinent to this conversation, Mr. Jasta. <laughs> <laughs> that dude ruled, though, man. I, I heard, I thought it was you dudes who told me, like, oh, yeah, the king's so cool. He just, like, smokes cigarettes and watches NASCAR in the back. That's real, that the is, because yeah, the first day, <laughs> uh, the first show is at the Key Club in L.A., so we roll in and they're sound checking and there's this dude in a NASCAR hat backwards, wife beater, Adidas pants, line checking the mic. And we're like, oh, it's, you know, some crew guy. And all of a sudden he starts hitting the notes and we're like, oh, shit, that's the king. You know, like we hadn't seen him out of his outfit yet, you know. So I guess that's not the king. That's Kim, you know, like, like so, you know, and uh and it was just hilarious to see, but yeah, dude, he would just, you know, just chill out. That's what he wanted to talk about was like NASCAR and like, and also the rest of the band was bummed because he doesn't allow AC on the bus and we're yeah. rolling through Texas in August and they're just, dude, just melting in the back <laughs> and we're like in a van, but voice. like we got AC at least, you know, we're rolling by like, Ooh, a little chilly in here, man. You know? <laughs> Yeah, because he's he's just back there hot boxing and and but you because so, well, yeah, that- he just wants to keep his throat right, you know, because the AC and it's funny too because he would drink this you know goblet on stage every night. I'm like, what is the magic elixir? And I guess assuming it's something amazing, and he's just like, it's it's just espresso, you know. <laughs> he's just having a little coffee shot before he goes on. I'm like, all right, you know, I was expecting huh. some like, oh, you know, it's one part deer's blood mixed with some absinthe <laughs> with you know whatever, you know. It's like, it's like, nah, man, it's some black coffee. It's cool. It's all good. <laughs> And that was that was on the Voodoo album, right? Uh no, it was on uh um fuck, House of uh, House of God. House, of, House God. of God. It was on the House of God tour. Yep. Voodoo was sick. Like yeah. that's one that fans are finding now. Like new Voodoo. Kids. There was a couple that got slept on. Like the eye was good and and Voodoo was good. Voodoo had that song what Bob Burn or or something where they they would did that one live and uh Jody who played grandma would be just like a tied up witch. And they had these like red lights under and she'd be like burning on the stake and shit, you know, and that was, what was so cool. Is like, you know, at that point we had not even like a strobe light and like, meanwhile, you know, they got like full on dramatic shit happening and all this shit. It was, it was cool to see the, the production and the stage stuff. So. Dude, if, if I was on that tour and I was doing production, I'd be fired so quickly because I'd be like, let's do a mashup tonight with Michael Myers meets grandma or whatever. Like I have the stupid, <laughs> they're the worst ideas. But actually, I think I, and I don't know if I ever told you about this, but I, I held a grudge a long time against Adam D because he wouldn't hit me back when the dragon from the Dio, I think it's Devo, Dio live at the Spectrum, the, the dragon from that tour um and the sword that went through the dragon and everything was for sale and he, he didn't want it like he wouldn't buy it he he didn't even hit me back and i was so <laughs> mad at him i held a grudge for a long time like, yo, yo let's go in halves on the dio dragon man dude seriously we could have made we could have put that at milwaukee metal fest that would have been amazing had hey, the, you tra- had charge for rides no like like put a saddle on it and like let people ride the dragon for like 100 bucks you know <laughs> Like, but, but have it, you know, have it brought out during Holy Diver or, 
you do a cover set and then you have grandma come out and slay the dragon <laughs> with the sword. Oh, no, that'd be awesome. That's another hybrid set idea. Um, <laughs> let, let's go to the chat here. Let's see who we got. Uh, Stan Olson says, got to throw a public execution into the set. But how long is that one? It's like six minutes. So it's it's a, long, it's a long one. But also, it's, uh, it was the first time we broke the leg. We had never had a curse on a record until that tune, too. And, then, and here's the thing. I think we were torn with... Uh, chimera and we realized their like fuck your power trip shirt was outselling anything we had by like 10 to ones so we're like all right dude i'm throwing an f-bomb in a song just so we can have the shirt that says you know fuck it all on the back and then of course we'd get dudes rolling up who's like what band is that give me the fuck it all one you know <laughs> and you're like ah the plan is working but I, I i love that song man uh uh and I, so we'll see we'll see if it makes the cut it's a, it's a it would fit the vibe of milwaukee metal fest it's a it's a it's a thrasher for sure and i don't know if people would expect that one off yeah, of that record right exactly, people so. people would probably expect like my demise or still i rise yeah you gotta throw some deep cuts though you know so we'll see we'll see I, we'll, we'll take I, it into consideration <laughs> i fucking love me some deep cuts what like what is uh what's the best like most slept on deep cut you think in your catalog would that one be it that that's up there uh i think the song failure the devout from uh, uh threads of life is probably our most brutal song it's like more black metal and thrash metal than anything we've really done and and the lyrics are also about like if jesus did return to earth he'd be so bummed out on everyone who's been you know like like worshiping him and what they've they've done in his name so he'd come and just like decimate all of them you know so it was cool lyrically one that's kind of i normally stick more philosophical and personally that one was more like almost like writing kind of like a horror story you know like like idea so that that's one of my favorite we we did play it i think on the sounds of the underground tour and maybe a couple other times but uh that would that's probably my favorite deep cut. It's got a mosh in the middle that's one of our chuggiest, like kind of like dang, gah, 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 you know, just like just floor punching mania. So that one's great. I'll have to play that on the Milwaukee Metal Fest music show. We just we just had one come out, but I'll have to do it on episode four. That's a great one nice. to play for that show, too. Go. And that and that was the record that um that you guys were nominated right like that was yeah, yeah that was our atlantic debut our major label debut so we decided to write you know our darkest heaviest most evil song we could granted we also tossed him a ballad but you know yeah <laughs> had to balance it out and 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 you lost you lost to slayer right yeah yeah uh our uh we any, every time we got nominated twice once was for off of war within for uh what drives the week and then uh redemption off of threads of life got nominated and yeah, Slayer won that that year for it was like a B side off of the reissue of the album that won the year like a, two years before. Uh, so we were like, ah oh, man, come on, like at least throw it to someone that didn't already get one off the record, you know. And the other one we lost, Slipknot won too. So we, you see those lists and you're like, all right, well, it'll be fun to go to the parties. We know we're uh, winning this one. <laughs> yeah. So you so you did win. You guys all went out. Oh yeah, we went, man. The first one was a was super cool but we didn't really kind of know the ropes yet so like we got there super early and you walk in and we you know you do the red carpet shit and we realized that the non-televised stuff where we are is all in some other area where it's just like folding <laughs> chairs and like a stage and when we first get in there too there's like food and champagne out we're like oh cool because we you know we didn't eat anything it was early in the morning so we go and get some food and you know grab a drink and then all of a sudden they clear all that shit out and then they start the thing and that's 
part of the ceremony is almost like you're like high school, tr- like track awards, <laughs> you know, they're just like r- ripping through them, reading them off. And uh, we're sitting there just like, there's no food. There's no, no drinks. There's no anything. What are we going to do? This is taking forever. And of course, Slipknot being Slipknot sat in the last rows of the, of the, of the auditorium. And it took them like five to 10 minutes to walk down the aisle while the jazz band has to keep like doing another rotation of the song that's playing. You know, like, <laughs> it was amazing. But then, so we get, then we get into the ceremony and you realize there's no food or drinks there either. And you can't leave your seat until commercial breaks. And if you do, they put someone in your seat and it, in case, and you can't come back until, you know, another commercial break. So, and you know, by the time Brad Paisley's playing, I'll check you for ticks. I'm like, can we get the fuck out of here, man? Like this is, this is taking forever. And uh, so the next year we were like, we, well, the next, two years later, we, we knew how to like pregame and pre-plan. And I think we left right after uh, Morris Day and the time played and we were like, all right, that was cool. Now let's go get some Mexican food, you know, and come back for the parties. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. We, we, I rode over to the Grammys in the limo with Slipknot with my daughter and she's like looking at clown with the blood. Yeah, totally like, in the ripped up tux and shit. Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> she was terrified. Um, That's awesome. Dude, well, yeah, we, we, lo- we looked like we were going to like our cousin's like first communion. We didn't have any style <laughs> at all. It was terrible. Terrible. I look at the pictures now. I'm just like, oh, man, we should have hired somebody to pick out some clothes or something. I, I remember thinking when when that, those got announced because wasn't King Diamond up? He got nominated one, one year. Yeah, it might have been that that year. I know. Uh, I remember. Uh, I think it was King Diamond as they lay dying. Us Slayer and maybe one other one other band. I forget who, but yeah, Machine Head. Yeah, Machine Head. Yes, because I remember yeah, hitting yeah. the parties with Rob afterwards. You know, and oh, Rob did it right. He just dressed like himself off stage. I was like, man, see, I should have done that. I tried to be like, well, I'll just step it up for the Grammys, and instead, <laughs> I look like I'm going to like you know court. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah did rob did rob uh get drunk enough to try to convince you to let him skull bite you no I, you know i don't think i got skull bite that night but I've, I've been in that situation it was usually when when you know when uh what, what's his drink there the vodka and soda one like the fuck it whatever his drink is he was getting yeah. deep into those that brown night eye. Yeah. the brown eye that's what the brown eye yeah so you oh, watch out when he's God. on the brown eye <laughs> Yeah, skull biters. You get a text at four in the morning. Skull biters with a Z. I'm like, dude, you should start a band called the Skull Biters with Contos, like a ripping fucking hardcore band. Like, make it sound like, just sound like fucking Chromags or something. Skull how, biters. How many with a how Z. many mythical bands have you started at this point in your mind? You know, <laughs> dude, so many, so many. Still so, less than on those all day festivals we played in Connecticut back in the nineties. Still less than those that amount of bands. Oh, you know? dude, you got. I'm, I'm I'm like unloading storage right now. I got I got to grab some flyers and send you like a stack because I yeah. saved stacks and stacks of posters, flyers. You got to see some of this stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Those, some of those all day things would be just insane. Oh, well, good times. Um, now that we're talking about threads of life, I, I was thinking that sh- like that one, I remember looking at it and going, wait, why is this one has this tracks? And then the, the other one they sent me had like other tracks like that one, I think needs a re-release where now that fucking, I don't know, is FYE closed? Or Best Buy doesn't I, sell music anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, can no you just does. do 
one version with right because you had like that had was like back in the, you, totally and you know you had to re- either record covers or do songs that you knew were b-sides but you'd have to put them on the fye exclusive or the you know uh, the tower records exclusive and then you had the japanese bonus track that had to be different from all those and like all that so but yeah and, and, so. and what was the wwe one like didn't you do one yeah, we w- did uh the rob van dam song uh we, but he already it's crazy because that one we were I was a huge Rob Van Dam fan, like from the ECW days into WWE. And uh, when we got to do that, I was stoked, but he already had like a riff that was like his kind of intro riff. So they just wanted us to tweak it. And uh, I remember I was actually snowboarding in Colorado and they overnighted a CD of like a rough idea. And the people at the desk come to knock on the door. They're like, who are you? And why is the WWF like overnighting you like shit? You know? And, uh, and I'm always, you know, so got that. I listened to it. We went to their studio, which is incredible. Saw Mean Gene Okerlund doing voiceovers, like mind blown. And, uh, and you He's know, like, is, that that is that Brian yeah. Fair from Shadows yeah. Fall? Or is that to- I, I, totally. I was, like, I, I, I was more excited about meeting Mean Gene than any of the <laughs> shit we're recording. You know, just so stoked. And so, you know, it comes out and we're stoked on how it came out. And Rob Van Dam was getting a push. And we're like, dude, this is going to be awesome. They're going to be playing this song all the time. He's getting a title push. And they use it for one pay-per-view where he came out to it. We're like, oh, this is going to be amazing. A week later, he's arrested with a giant Ziploc bag full of just random painkillers and all this shit. And they immediately just like kind of put him to the side for a few, for a year. And that song just sat. And we're like, nah, it was such a shadows fall, yeah. black cloud, classic moment, you know, where everything's lining up. We're like, perfect. And someone's just like, nope. Yep. <laughs> oh so, man that would have yep. been and he, and he's super cool like frank has oh. smoked weed with him a bunch of times like at, nice. at old ecw shows at the agora so dude because that, that dude full-on even back then he was the first like kind of 420 like wrestler you know back then you know like and you can tell you're like that dude is so high that's why he's jumping off the fucking balcony like you know <laughs> and but you know what's ruled, messed man. up is like Van Dam really hated on him. Like Van Dam really like John Claude. Oh, he, he hated on he he hated that on sucks. him hard. Like I think he was sending them like cease and desists or something. Oh, I, I for, bet, I bet. That's there, a bummer there's, though. There's you t- they could have tied it in in so many ways, you know, like to make it work. Especially when he was like getting big. Because I mean, you know, he I don't he never had the heavyweight champion, but he was intercontinental champ for WWE at the time when Raw was the biggest TV show on cable and all that, you know. So I, they, really, they, they should have done a movie together. They should have totally. had JCVD come out at WrestleMania with them. Yeah, and even impact. if they beefed like, like a fake, like work beef, you know, like, like do that. They could have, it could have been huge. It's funny, man. My, uh, my son who's, who's only seven is getting really into wrestling and he got into RVD from watching this match, like a tables, ladders and chairs match. And I was like, oh man, you got to see the real RVD. And I put on a match of him and Sabu from ECW and halfway through, I'm like, I've made a terrible parenting choice. <laughs> like this, this is not suitable for, for what's happening here. Oh, it was great, man. Oh, like, that's I, incredible. I forgot how raw that old ECW shit was, man. You know, like, oh, now you, so now good. you, now you, rem- now you see why, like, dude's got a Ziploc bag because yeah. I mean, dude, I, I literally, I, I, I bend over to get like, I got, I actually got this mer- shout out to Joey C. He gave me this merciful fate. Don't break the oath statue. I got to set it up and put it in the back over here next to my Coney and the barbarian statue. 
and thank you so much for the statue, Joey. See, but I bent over to like start putting it together and like something popped in my back. <laughs> Imagine jumping off the I, top. Totally, <laughs> totally. And they were doing that nonstop with zero healthcare. Like, you know, like healthcare yeah. was, yeah, just partying the next night so you could get through the next day. So. Yeah, because that was when they were independent contractors, right? Yep. Yeah, totally. There and, oh, and you know, dude, look at the side by side right here. If you're if you guys are watching yeah. on YouTube, Rob Van Dam and Jean Claude Van Dam. But see, here's the thing: one of these dudes is not like the other. One of these dudes is the realist. Like Rob Van Dam would just wipe the floor with JC. Yep. Like one of them is an actual tough dude. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they're throwing fake punches, he's still like flipping off of like balconies on a concrete in the old ECW Philly bingo hall. You know, (laughs) what a legend. It's so awesome. Just Um, don't show it to your kids. Trust me. I learned that the hard way. (laughs) Quick interruption letting you know today's episode is brought to you by Mango RX. That's right. You thought we were done hawking boner pills? Never. You were wrong, bro. The world needs more boners. And right now, Mango is out there helping men get hard, stay hard, and go hard. It tastes like mango. Not only does it taste like mango, it's got L-arginine and oxytocin, a.k.a. the love hormone in it, okay? Rapidly dissolving tablets hit the bloodstream quick for faster results. Dude, you're... You're going to make shit happen with Mango. You know what I mean? It's individually packaged on the go. You're not going to be fumbling around with a pill bottle. It's 100% online, free doctor visit, no subscription required to try the Mangos. People at the office have been saying that this is like the last stuff, but way better. Way better, bro. Mango RS. Use the promo code GAS15, and our listeners receive 15% off the first order that's promo code gas 15 for 15 percent off your first order big thanks to mango rx mango rx.com also thank you to the one and only indie merch store.com indie merch store.com killing the game right now biggest vendor at milwaukee metal fest one of the best online stores for metal music merchandise go get the uh the cattle decapitation the to the grave 12 inch the thy is murders 12 inch i saw that some of those are selling out the colored vinyl Everything that you want and need in death metal, grindcore, freaking power. I mean, dude, every subgenre, metalcore, vegan metal, IndieMerchStore.com, promo code JOSTA10. Go check out their couple two-tree booths. Go check. Yeah, they're going to have two booths. That's how how much they got going on. Go go check out their tent at Milwaukee Metal Fest this weekend. IndieMercer.com, promo code Josta10. Now back to the show. Ben DeVardo in the chat says, I think you still hold a grudge, Josta. You know what? It comes and goes. <laughs> like, if if I ever get a hold of Wendy Dio and find out who she sold the dragon to, and if I... See, I'm downsizing. Like, I, I, I went from six storage rooms of crap down to, like, five, down to four. Now I'm down to two, and I have a warehouse space. But I just got this other property, and... It's got a big open basement, and I find myself already putting crap in there. And I'm like, no, 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 stop, don't stop. But could you imagine getting the dragon? You'd you'd have to. You gotta keep the dragon. You gotta keep the dragon. That's crazy. It's Brian, crazy that it was literally available for purchase at one point. Like that's insane. Brian, it's, see if you can uh, see. Let's see if McKay, the other Brian. Let's see if McKay can uh, find the auction or find the listing. I know there was like pictures of it. 
like there there was even stuff during Vinnie Paul's auction that I was looking and I was like, man, I I want this so bad, but I know it's just gonna go into a storage. You're gonna room. put it in, yeah, put it into a storage room and then forget about it till you go clean out the storage room. Right, like until I get the real space. But anybody who lives with women, and I live with two grown women, so like anybody who lives with two grown women, they you you know they don't want your headbangers ball tour poster up on the wall. Like they don't want. Yeah, it's funny because I I go through stuff and I'm like, oh, I've got to keep this. I should frame this, and I'm like, where am I going to put it? And also, yeah. like, do I want to look at myself <laughs> like as I walk by things? You know, the only I do have the half gold record up like that. I gotta have up. You know, that's a that's a podcast talking point. <laughs> yeah. Staple. Yeah. So that is up. That's right over there on the wall next to uh, some of my uh, Derek Riggs signed Iron Maiden prints, you know, so that's nice. the stuff I'll keep up and about. But but yeah, that, you know, that that reminds me next year. I, it wasn't possible this year because we just we really tried to be as generous as we could with the bands. But for next year, I would love to get some of the album uh, artwork artists there yeah. you know whether it's uh ed repka or like anybody who yep. does the conventions but mm-hmm. but yeah who you know who i love is well obviously i'm partial to, to dan goldsworthy shout out to dan but i but i i love ed repka i love um obviously um um eleron cantor <laughs> but like who who is your uh who's your favorite artist and and like metal album art artist yeah, Derek Riggs would probably be the number one, like you know, like like that would. But um, man, I'm trying to remember the guy that used to do the the Mastodon stuff. Uh, I forget his name. Oh, I'm bad. Yeah, with work names. hard and uh, work hard <laughs> and uh, Paul Paul uh, Paul yeah. Romanko. No, is it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's not Romanko, but it's something like it's, that. It's very yes, close. It's close. Yeah, <laughs> it's close. And then uh, there's this guy Dan Danum. Uh, he does not just metal stuff, but he's done a lot of metal stuff. Uh, he does, but I, I'm more partial to his fish posters as being the hippie that I am. But uh, uh, he does a lot of like stuff for like Ween and other things. But he'll he's done a bunch of metal in the past too, and that guy's killer. So, so what's your favorite um, Derek Riggs cover? Uh, you, Killers will always have a special place for me because that record was like the first Maiden record that I got pretty obsessed with. And uh, but the coolest shit is all the Summer in Time stuff, man. Like the somewhere in time, like space age, like Eddie's were so like, I remember, like when the wasted years video came out and I saw that like, and then the full layout of the, the pull out of the album art was killer, man. So those are, those are the two the, the killers is just so iconic and classic, but then the, the somewhere in time was so like technically insane. Just the artwork's so killer. So those would probably be the ones. Yeah. That's a good, those are good choices. And what what do the prints go for? Like, and what do you think? Uh, you know, I, I, they weren't crazy expensive. Like that's it, that's what was cool. Uh, I forget exactly what they were, but it was it was pretty reasonable. Um, and it was just cool that he's there, like you know, hanging out. It was at the heavy metal con, you know, the Headbangers con that yeah. uh, was out in Oregon, uh, which was a really cool event. And just you know, <clears throat> I wasn't gonna leave there without at least something from him, though. You know, and it's cool because it's it is it's like more of a sketch print where it's like. It's based off of the killer's art, but it's an original sketch kind of he did for the prince, you know, that's a little different and more like just black line style. So it's super cool. That's killer. Dude, the, 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 um, what's the one with the, uh, with the Sphinx? Oh, power slave. Power slave. Yep. Yeah. That's hard. That is, that shit's hard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's he's great. I see he would he would have been great to get at the fest. See, and he he does the convention scene too, so he'd be ready to you know roll in there with like and, and have a whole setup. So 
definitely something to think of for the future for sure. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find work hardened right here. Cause it's going to drive me crazy. Not knowing. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, his last me, name. Me and, and names are terrible on that. On that dude is like, what's up, dude. It's it's so I've known Romano. 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 That's, See, I knew it was, I knew it was close. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said Romanko because I was like, wait, do they have the same name? But yeah, it's just take away the K. Yep. Yep. But yeah, he's some of his work is is just incredible. Yep. Um he's got like drawings and paintings. I remember going to his site a while back and, and thinking, you know, I gotta buy one of these. But see, mm-hmm. then if I put it up like in the main part of the house, I would love it. But these two, <laughs> these two. You know, ain't happening. I just don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You gotta, you gotta, there's certain battles. There's yep. right. You gotta, you, you gotta choose your battles. Indeed. Indeed. It's funny. Cause, uh, my wife is, is all about me trying to like preserve some of the stuff and put it up but at the same time. Some of the, you know, she does, also doesn't want like skulls and blood and axes everywhere either. You know? So it's a, a thin line she'd want the ones that are pictures of like the band or me and i'm like i don't want to walk by myself every day like you know it's like so well he if any if anybody wants to um check out paul romano's stuff he has a really uh affordable store on deathwishinc.com shout out to jake and, oh, yeah. and he, he, he it's not like all just crazy metal looking stuff he does have some really beautiful looking stuff that you could probably get by the old lady like if yeah. You really needed to. <laughs> yeah definitely shout out to death wish man they do so much killer stuff over there and yeah, jake's artwork those, uh... jake's artwork's incredible too man he does some killer stuff he's got this godzilla design he just dropped it's amazing i'm a godzilla freak so oh awesome i'll have to yep. check it out yeah he did the ice pick album album art which that's finally going up on spotify one of these days nice and any literally any day now we're finally getting it up on on um but you know what? There was another Derek. Did did didn't Derek Riggs do a couple other bands other than Iron Maiden? I, he must have. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not not really too sure, but I, I believe he did. And then, but the the last he hasn't done any of the ones like kind of like in the last you know however many 10, 15 years. And even though they use the Eddie character, you can tell it's not like his drawing. It's way more like photoshoppy you know like kind of stuff and I, I think it's kind of taken away from some of the art of the other ones not having those like just real illustrations you know so I, I always loved artwork that was either like a real painting illustration or like created like like for threads of life we had uh western mass legend angry johnny who was more known for like dinosaur junior paintings and stuff like that paint right. that artwork and that painting was like six feet tall and like six feet wide it was huge and uh it was super cool i remember atlantic was like what the fuck is this you know (laughs) but we're like well you shouldn't have put the whole like you know we can do whatever we want clause in our contract because we're gonna do whatever we want and uh when they put the artwork up in the office in new york there was definitely people who were legit like afraid of it you know who were working there (laughs) it was great he i think he also did the bruce dickinson solo album one of one of them Probably. Um, there's some killer Bruce Dickinson solo stuff out there that gets slept on. Like, man, there's a song, The Tower. I forget which record it's off. Oh, yeah, yeah. That shit is hard, dude. And that It's like such a sick riff. I know some of it, he went a little more like soft and rock kind of style, but there's a few records where he drops some serious metal tunes. 
I think I think on that um, tattooed tattooed millionaire. Yeah, I think he played Toads on that one, or he played somewhere around here. And, and I went, but I didn't go in. But I flyered outside. For nice, like one, of the, like one of the more metal shows I was promoting. How, how crazy that there was an era there where Iron Maiden was playing, like playing places like that size. Like when they oh, played yeah. Bailey tour, they played. It was supposed to be Avalon in Boston, and it got downgraded to Axis. Like so, they yes, were playing and, and Fear Factory open. Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, and also like, I'm not, there's no way I'm not going to go see like, well, most of Maiden in, in, in a club that small, you know? So fuck. Yeah. You see Steve Harris with that fucking rig in a little club. Yeah, totally. Um, that, uh, that, that tour with blaze, they, uh, yeah, they brought out fear factory. I remember talking to Dino about that and, uh, and recently, Blaze was hospitalized, so I want to send yep. well wishes to Blaze. Who is seems like one of the nicest dudes out there, man. That guy and takes everything in real stride with how everything kind of went with that stuff and like the shit talking. There, there's some great video footage of him like getting into it with some fans on some of those tours too, which is great. So. Yeah, no, I mean, Blaze has a great voice. Like I, yep. I told Ripper, yep. I said to Tim, like, "Hey, man, you, if you want to ever do a Ripper verse Blaze album." Bro, count me in. I'll produce. Hell yeah. He also, if you're on YouTube, has an incredible Christmas song out there too. So the Blaze Bailey Christmas song. Highly recommend that video. It's dude, amazing. I am not one for metal Christmas songs. Oh, this been- one you're ready for. I, trust me. And the video is unbelievable. <laughs> Wait, do we have to watch this right now, Brian? Are I we mean, we can't. We, we can. I mean, I'm, I'm always down to watch the i think it's crazy crazy christmas uh, or something like that where's mckay did he did he have to like they're having a gas digital emergency back there Uh-oh. where is he Uh-oh. if if there he is is I'm he right if, here. If, i was waiting this? for you to tell me what i was looking up for auction <laughs> <laughs> oh for the yeah for the vp auction all that good stuff got got bought up quick rest in peace vp um we 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 yeah before we get out of here we have to either listen to a slight a slow uh uh, a, a short clip of Blaze Bailey's Christmas song, but we got to talk about the Shadows Fall Damage Plan tour before we get out. Oh, dude, what a time that was! Your man. liver just quivered when I said it, that. It, 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 it tried to leave my body on that tour. <laughs> I think multiple times, uh, and that that was when we were at the height of our powers as well, as far as partying goes. And but man, we weren't ready for that tornado, and uh, we had the best time, man. It also was so incredible to see how down to earth two dudes who had been in the biggest band in the world at one point were. By the end of that tour, they were loading in their own gear and setting things up and line checking. They didn't give a shit. They just wanted to play music, drink some beers, do some shots and and have a good time. And man, we were so lucky to spend those, you know, last six weeks of Dime's life with them, Uh, which is crazy that the last show was in uh, Albany. It ended for us and in Albany on the tour. And I think our bus call was at 2 a.m. And we left at like 630 in the morning, you know, because we were like, we're not saying goodbye. These days. <laughs> we're, we're just we're just hanging out. And, they, and they, they, it was uh, I don't know what Northern Lights is called now, but whatever, you know, like whatever it's called now. Upstate, the, upstate Music Hall. Upstate Music Hall. It was there. And we and they just let us stay. They're like, just it's cool. Just fucking hang out and party. And uh, and I lost my phone that night obviously, because I was partying with Dime all night. And uh, so the next day, all these people, uh, two days later, all these people were trying to get in touch with me because they didn't know if we were still on the road when things went down in Ohio and all that shit. And we're just like trying to get in touch. 
And I didn't believe it was real, man. Until my roommate's like, it's on CNN, dude. Like, this is for real. And it was, that was one of the saddest days I can remember, man. Uh, having just literally hugged that dude two days prior, just being like, can't wait to see you. And, you know, again, and to, to know he was gone was just, just so devastating, but man, they, uh, yeah, I think they, everybody knows where they were. Like, I mean, that was like that's our fucking just worst tragedy i think in metal it's, it just didn't make any sense man and to, to have a guy who who literally was just an ambassador for fun all he wanted was everyone to have a good time that's all he gave a shit about so for him to get struck down it was just like uh it just didn't make sense man and uh and then to lose Vinny Vinny early too is just uh it's just, it's just crazy you know so yeah but but who do you think would be second as far as being able to party like that. Like who who could hold a candle to them besides you guys? Because I did see I did hey, hey, Rand, Randy Blythe back in his day could could hang with any of them. Like, and I'm glad you know I'm glad he's made the life choices he's made now and is is a healthy sober man who's enjoying his time. But back in the day, he could have hung with anybody. For, for sure. Definitely. So, yeah, definitely. I, I was good, but I had a tap out point, you know, like I knew when it was time to tap, uh, you know, but some dudes, they, they didn't have that in them. They just, there was no stopping until the stopping like came to them. You know, <laughs> I, so. I tried to explain to someone the other day how there were dude like Alexi, you oh, dude, Alexi was a legend as well, man. Like we did, all right, we did a tour with Bodum in Europe uh, it was Bodum, Soil Work, and Shadows Fall. And we had so much fun that both our management and their management were like, we don't know if we should do this again. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it was super successful, but they're like, ah, this might be a bad idea for everyone involved. <laughs> and uh, we had so much fun, though. And uh, that he could, he, could, he could throw it down for sure. Him and Johnny Rock and Roll together was like a, yes. like a toxic twin sort of twosome where they just be like stumbling around like at night. I remember we got onto a on one of the ferries in Europe and they they couldn't get him awake in the in the bus, you know, you're not supposed to stay in the bus down below in the ferry. And so we're already fl- floating away and the gates are closed from the the garage and all of a sudden we see these two dudes carrying Alexi and just drop him over the gate onto the other side on the floor. Oh. And I know he's got a guitar clinic in like five hours. And I'm like, dude, are you going to be able to do this clinic? He's like, ah, dude, I'll get up there with some sweet picking and some shit. They'll love it. It's fine. Like, you know? And dude, he went up and killed it at the clinic. Could totally play. Like it was insane. Some dudes can play like that. Like even John, he doesn't really drink before he plays. But I remember like back in the day, Alexi, uh, Dime and Zach back in the day could just, party and pick that that guitar up and just play flawlessly and i was always shocked at that you know it was so. almost like it made them better like yeah because it was just, like they they lose the inhibitions but they yep. also lose like that weird oh you're gonna fuck up like that yeah there's like. no fear the fear's gone and just they just let it rip man yeah I was, zach was another one that i could put up there in his day who when when he uh. was partying is that they tried to keep Insanity. us away from, we, when we did the first Ozfest with Black Label uh, and he was doing the double down. He was doing Black Label and Ozzy solo band in 2003. And after a few times of hanging with them, they were kind of like, you got to at least give them till after the Black Label set before you guys start fucking partying. <laughs> <We're> like, 
<laughs> okay, we'll try. Yeah, no, oh, for real. Oh, dude, and how can I forget the legend himself, Mr. Lorenzo Antonucci, could throw it down back in the day before he went Hollywood on all this. Yours is. Yours is. Yo, if you would have told me coming out of the pandemic, the le- the last thing I ever would have had on my bingo card is Lorenzo's going to get sober, jacked, and start hanging out with Sly Stallone, I would be like, no <laughs> fucking way. No way. Dude, that Mama Luke. If, <laughs> if, if he gets us a clip of Sly going, yours is. <laughs> ours is. Ours, dude, it's the best. I'll bring the segment back every show. Shout out to Lorenzo. Dude, Lorenzo. Throw mine a oh, third man. on this. You're like, there are different <laughs> harmonies. They're not all mine. Nah, it's all a minor third. It's all a minor third. <laughs> Yeah, he came up with Pooch and Potch. Pooch like and Potch, still- yeah, Pooch and Potch. They use that forever, but the yours is a live on forever, man. Yeah, that's yeah, so we- good. I used Pooch and Potch today and was like, oh, I got to hit up Lorenzo and say because because <laughs> I did a, I did a song for uh, I did a uh, a song I sang on uh, Angelus Apatrita. Apatrita, do you know them from Spain? No, I'm not familiar with them. Check it out, killer killer thrash band. Uh, I did a song with them today and there was uh, there was a part where it was like a gang vocal part that I was going to suggest that they do. And so instead of like doing three vocals on one line, I did two. And I said, you know, what? just fly those two down to the part where it happens again. Mm -hmm. And I and he's like, what was that? And I was like, you know, just push and pot, you know, man, you know, it's an industry standard term, you know, the the original pro tools lingo started by Lorenzo. Um, Dude, I had to babysit that dude on Ozfest 2003. And that's not a job anyone wants, man. That was amazing. (laughs) Somehow I got stuck with it because his, his band wasn't going to babysit him. so. (laughs) So, so you witnessed him trying to fight Newstead. I was there from the beginning of it all. He tells it, it a little more like tame these days, but like I was there for all this shit. So yeah. Can you, can you give us the shortened version? Shortened version. Sorry. You too long. So, yeah. No. So we're walking to catering and he sees some beautiful girl and he's like, Oh, I would thong your ass with tree thongs. <laughs> and then she turns and we see the golden pass. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, and he's like, who is that? I'm like, we're going to find out. And Sure enough, we're standing by the bus later and the golf cart with Newstead just comes flying up. And I, I immediately put two and two together. I'm like, oh, shit. And he walks up to Lorenzo and he's just like, uh, hey, uh, Lorenzo, right? And he's like, yeah. He's like, were you uh, walking to Katie with Brian earlier? And I'm like, holy shit, Newstead knows my name. That's so rad. You know, and he's like, yeah. He's like, well, he's like, I think you said something to my girl. And, he's, and Lorenzo just looks at me. He's like, I say a lot of things to a lot of broads. It's what I do. <laughs> what are you going to do? And the face off and just new says, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. And you know, blah, blah. And it was just like squashed right there. <laughs> it was, he's like, yeah, oh, I'm Jason. He's me. like, I'm Jason. He's like, bro, I got it. justice for all. I know who you is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So good. I, there, there was more colorful language that, that, that I'll leave out for now, but it was hilarious, dude. And then they were I, like tight after that. So, oh, good, good. Cause I got oh, the yeah. call. I got the call like, these are your dudes. You helped get them on the tour. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, it's, I, I'm sorry. I'll talk to them. They're like, you know, that's disrespectful. And I'm like, oh, God, you got to yeah. be kidding me. But I came out to one of the shows because we had the mixes. We had just gotten the CD FedExed to us for, yeah, this is 20 years ago, Rise of Brutality. <laughs> and I came out and came to the show, I think, with Howard and, and uh and yeah, Lorenzo, oh my god, some of the some of the 
just the one-liners out of, while we're listening to rise of brutality like i'm playing everybody that mixes if a girl would walk by he'd be like he'd be like hey oh my and then and then, you know they they would just keep walking or whatever but he would be like man i would I don't even want to. Say, you you know can't what? even say half. So, you know, it was a different time. We can't say some of the stuff that we, you know. So <laughs> I know, seriously. But one of them was really good. It was like, I well, yeah, no, we, we'll say that for the Patreon. Dude, so Brian, half of the rules that were on Ozfest were his fault. Like if you walked into catering, there was a list of rules. They were all the Lorenzo <laughs> rules. So, uh, yeah. So, so McKay, you, 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 I saw you peek in. You were gonna, you were gonna play us the. Yeah, Place? yeah, man. I got. Oh, you got I, it. Uh, I got it right here. Are oh. we? When? It, when is halfway to Christmas? July or June? Uh, yeah, it would be June. Sometime in June. But yeah, so yeah. everyone out there in the chat, definitely, it's worth your time. Head over to YouTube and check that out. Crazy, crazy Christmas from Blaze. And shout out to Blaze. Heal up soon, brother. Give us a call if you yes, want to do the Ripper verse Blaze album. I would love to do that. I would love to produce that. Put it out. And uh, all right, so where can they find you? And everybody get your tickets for the Saturday. It's, those are the that's the fastest selling day. Uh, the rave.com slash metal fest. But where can they find you, Mister uh, Fair? Yes, indeed. Uh, Instagram is probably the most social media that I use. So it's Brian Shad Fall uh, on Instagram, uh, and uh, Shadows Fall Band is the uh, is the band account uh, that I've kind of resurrected and been breathing some life into. Uh, if you need a birthday shout out or you need a uh, you know, graduation shout out, you can get me on Cameo as well. Uh, so I, I'll do whatever, man. I'll, I'll sing you a song about your dog. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll break up with your girlfriend for you. I don't care. Whatever you need, man. I'm, I'm there for you. If you need someone with long dreadlocks to, to send a message, I'm your man. So, uh, yeah, but oh, that, we'll that's get, really we'll about all. some cameos for sure. There you go. That's that's the only places I'm on social media. I'm not not on the Twitter or the Facebook these days, but uh, the Instagram and uh, and uh, and cameo. So come say hello. Yeah, they're, they're, they'll be like, hey, listen, on cameo, can you say I would fuck you with Lemmy's mole and Tommy D. <laughs> Tommy Lee's or I don't know what a like <laughs> oh dude unbelievable the best I'm just making up garbage sorry we we All could right. do a whole podcast of just uh, Lorenzo's uh, stories but I, we wouldn't be able to show it to anyone unfortunately so and now and yeah, now no. he's literally like he's Mr. Hollywood it's amazing I love it I'm so happy for him so. yeah no it's great we love a success story when people can turn their lives around and yep. yeah and the and the booze it's it's yeah. It's for some of you who can have one and not drive your car off a cliff or exactly. not, you know, so, do things. <laughs> but you got to make the right choices. Some it's, it's things from back in the day. I'm so glad to see some people have taken really healthy steps in their life. And it's, it's prolonged not only their musical career, but their lives for, for real. So, so for sure. Gotta, and I, we're not getting any I, younger. You got to take care of yourself. For sure. And I see here someone in the chat mentioned Brent when we were talking about the legendary partiers. And, you know, Brent is up there yes. with Randy and Alexi and Diamond. Indeed, man. Ozfest 2005, the, the day before their Atlanta show, was one of the craziest shit I've ever seen with Brent where I, I don't know if he was tripping balls or what, but he was butt naked on the top of a sink in the in the shower like room. And then all of a sudden comes running to our bus, banging on there like, you got to hide me. Like, <laughs> hide him in the back and, you know, security's looking for him everywhere. They finally find him and he's zip tied on the back and he does a straight like, like scuba dive, dive off the back of the thing and just hit the ground running. <laughs> like, the cops, you mean? Yeah. For, well, it was, it was like, uh, it was like venue security, like, right, rent right, a cop right. guys, you know, <laughs> just dude. Yeah. He, uh, he had some he had some days back in the day as well. So he's a legend. For sure. 
Well, Brian, thank you so much. I uh, can't wait to see you guys in uh, Milwaukee, May 27th. And yeah, come back on if you do some new music. Anytime. Yeah, man, the riffs are flowing. I cannot wait for Milwaukee Metal Fest. It's going to be amazing. So hopefully we'll see everyone there. And uh, hopefully we'll have some new music from Shadows Fall down the road. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Thank everybody, from Patreon.com slash Josta. Thank you to the other Brian McKay. And, uh, and we'll be back very, very soon. Bye-bye. Quick little outro for that ass. Hope you enjoyed the episode today with Brian Fair. And come see us both. Come see Brian and myself this weekend at Milwaukee Metal Fest. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, leave a comment. If you're coming, if you're not coming, you'll be coming when you use our new sponsor, Mango. Mango RX. Promo code GAS15 and you get 15% off. That's promo code GAS15 for 15% off your order. You know what else gets you 15% off? What's that? The number of the B666. When you go to monarchheavy.com and you order the new Somnuri album, Desiderium, and come see... Somnuri open for yours truly this Thursday, May 25th at Milwaukee Metal Fest. Okay. Kickoff party, right? Dude, kickoff party. Kirk is going to be in rare form, everybody. We're going to try to get him to do karaoke. Go to the rave.com slash metal fest for tickets. And there's still like three or four crowbar meet and greets left. If you want to get the upgrade at martyrstore.net, we just added a biohazard one. We added a uh, misery index one, a frozen soul one. So martyrstore.net for your VIP meet and greet upgrades. There will be upgrades available at the show. Just go to the VIP check-in, say what's up to our homegirl Jiffy. She'll be there slanging and getting you guys checked in to meet all your favorite bands at Milwaukee Metal Fest. Also, thank you to centurymedia.store. Centurymedia.store is the link to go to to get the new Frozen Soul Glacial Domination album. It fucking rules. It's probably one of the best records of the year. No promo code needed. Just centurymedia.store. Did I tell you about metalblade.com slash death ray vision? Not yet. Boot, dude. That record's killer. I got an advanced copy, but it's coming out June 30th. They got the new singer. It's Mike D. It's it's overcast kill switch, wrecking crew. I mean, it's the it's a powerhouse That's of boring. New England power. I can't wait to hear it. It's great. You, you'll like it. It's got a little like, it's got hardcore punk metal vibes, a little COC in there. It's great. I think it's really refreshing and I love the production. Death Ray, it's uh, metalblade.com slash Death Ray Vision. Big thanks to Metal Blade, our, one of our Milwaukee Metal Fest sponsors. And who knows, maybe we'll get Death Ray Vision on Milwaukee Metal Fest next year. Another band we got to get on Milwaukee Metal Fest 2024 is Creeping Death. And you can pre order that as well. And that is at monarchheavy.com. Use the promo code 666. And yeah. Uh, Manscaped, love Manscaped. Got to thank them. Use a the promo code JOSTA and you're going to get 20% off plus free shipping on all your beard care, your hair care, beard care, mustache care needs. Butthole care too. Butthole taint care, shaft care. <laughs> Manscaped.com, promo code JOSTA, 20% off plus free shipping. All right, everybody. Go check out, um, hmm. what was the other one I wanted to say? Everybody go check out. I forget now. Martyr store. I think we hit everything. We hit everything, and we love everybody. And uh, and yeah, subscribe at Gas Digital, and you'll hear the Brandon Boyd episode before everybody else. And uh, you'll hear new episodes of How Awesome Is This? Is the Moonfall episode up yet? It should be. If it's not, it will be in a minute. All right, cool. So yeah, we did. We watched that movie Moonfall on the new How Awesome Is This podcast. And and don't worry, everybody. We're gonna get Howard back as soon as he's done doing the record with Adam D. We will get him back on the podcast, and we'll get new episodes of How Awesome Is This out. All right, we love you all. Thank you all. Drink your coffee, do your pushups, listen to death metal. I'll see you at Milwaukee Metal Fest May twenty fifth through twenty eighth. See you this weekend, everybody. Love you all. Bye bye. 
All right, great. All right, awesome. Produced by Brian McKay. Executive producers Jake Olszewski, Ben Lee, AJ Lewis, Garrett Keeping, Dan Smith, Nick Torito, JJ Hernandez, Joe Bartovic, Jason Jarvis, Chris Larice, Alex Smolin, Todd McKee, John Blewett, Richard Miller, Kyle Marg, Nate Leffingwell, Morgan Costner, Mark Tag, Zapagor Waikato, Niall Scollard, Kathy D'Ambrosio, Justin Steven, Jack Flanders, the Pit Commander, Andy Wilson, Jeffrey Kuhn, Kimo Humalamaki, Jonathan Metis, Brandon Cooper, Matthew Jankowskis, Jamie Kutcher, Ryan Undercoffler, Matt West, Ryan Maurice, Chad Green, Dallas Hendricks, Jacob Arensberg, Kenneth Moore, Kona Butterflies, Stephen Helm, Richard McIntosh, Jeff Stevenson, Ryan Williams, Larry Tooley, Dallas Bowen, Ryan St. Nathan Rex Madrid, Cameron Hendricks, Scandalous Official, Joe Monson, Let's Talk Resident Evil, Andrew Chase, Guy on the Couch, Chris Winchester, Antonio Reyes, Joe Otson, Dustin Stone, Lee Walker, Ryan Levson, John Hankis, Robert Bushaw, Troy Seal, Mark Horror Armenta, Jay Liberston, Nick Fowler, Mike Horgan, Emma Horgan, Arnorock, Patrick King, Oscar Brummett, Stacy Steinecke, Fernando Somoza, Patrick O'Brien, Dominique Zimmer, Ryan Sanders, Lara Snyder, Daniel Burt, Milwaukee Metal Sausage, Adam Boss.